World Minute, the Minute by Minute podcast for dealing 997 sequel to Jurassic Park, one minute time. I'm Brad. And I'm Dave. And today we're here to discuss Minute 81 of The Lost World. Dave, uh, London Toy Fair happened last week and we've got some nice reveals that come out of there for the uh, Jurassic Park or Jurassic Collector. Oh yeah. First up, we're getting a new board game. Mm. Which I think was hinted at a little while ago, but we didn't know much information about it. But now we've got a full, uh, full image here of it. Uh, Jurassic Park Danger. Um, the synopsis or the, the gameplay sounds like it's pretty much playing the movie on the uh, on the board game. Um, do you have the original board game? I do not. I have none of the original board games. So I have played the third movie's board game. I'm pretty sure we talked about this a while ago. Um, and just how how overcomplicated the game seems to be just with all the all the pieces you get all the all the things you need to do um Mm -hmm. and this the actual board itself we've got a nice um layout of isla nublar here but still got those sort of those big uh what's that hexagon shaped gameplay areas the uh original Mm -hmm. had so It'll be just in there and see what the uh, what the plays like on it. It's for two to five players, so yeah, it, it, it's just it's good we're getting a new one. It can go with the others I've got, <laughs> whether or not I'll play it. Yeah, it's nice because one we didn't get one from uh, Jurassic World, and mm. two, at least the island shape is right, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see the volcano on the north though, but I do see the uh, the helipad waterfall at the south, the gates. Not necessarily in the right position, but it's all there. Yeah. Well, it's 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 a game map, so it's not like it's supposed to be any kind of accurate, you know? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> but still, a map that big would be good to just hang on the wall, but anyway. Dr. Malcolm, downstairs, please. So that's, uh, that's the board game. We also got um, some Fallen Kingdom plush, plush toys coming. And they are adorable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember there were some small ones. Um, I seem to remember a sort of an orange triceratops that danced. It had a sort of a motor mechanism in it that sort of just wiggled. Um, I remember seeing that here, but apart from that, we didn't get too many plushes released. World? Yeah, released here anywhere. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure there was a heap no, of them. No, actually, there. I didn't see any in our stores actually. Oh, okay. Actually, no, I lie. I remember seeing the triceratops, but beyond that, no, there wasn't any of the other ones. Yep. There might have been a small stegosaur as well, but there was, but we didn't have. I didn't see it in any of our stores. Not even Toys R Us, which usually carries pretty much everything. Hmm. Yeah, it seemed like the uh, distribution for Jurassic World either didn't make enough figures or they didn't uh, get a wide distribution. Because a lot of no. the ones from Lego to the plushes, except for maybe the the big Indominus Rex and the big Stomp, whatever the T Rex was. Um, most of the figures come and went in a matter of weeks. Nothing really hung around until the exhibit started touring around. They had all the figures nine months later as yeah. well. But so you had the exhibit. I had the figures and the um, Universal Studios exclusive plushes. Yep. Which were a lot better than the ones we got for Jurassic World. Yeah. I actually bought myself the. Um, I actually bought myself the T Rex one. Mm-hmm. Just because I mean I couldn't pass it up. Yep. Also, also too, I suppose it's worth mentioning the um, the boxes that these things, the smaller ones, are coming in, like a very shiny steel fence or cage, on the box art as well. 
some mm-hmm. of the smaller ones have got what look like blue standing in front of a fence with the uh, Jurassic World Fall um, Kingdom logo behind it. Mm-hmm. And it's the cracked logo, which is nice to see back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. But funny here, they've got a sign, no photos, <laughs> no cameras, <laughs> yet someone's taken a photo. Um, well, the guy, I believe, got permission okay. to take these I believe he was promoting them. Yep. Yep, well, he's got his watermark on him, so... Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of a good return, because we had a few plush figures for Jurassic Park. I don't recall if we mm-hmm. got anything for Lost World. I don't have any anyway. Um, uh, we got plenty for the Lost World. We okay. got Lost Raptor, we got T-Rex, we got Stegosaurus. I think we even got Triceratops and maybe Pachycephalosaurus. I can't remember oh, I need if we to got get... those last two, but... I have the Stegosaurus one, and it's adorable. I, I love it. I need to get to eBay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had, um, like, plastic tails and heads. Like, the tip of the tail was, it was plush, but the thagomizers, the spikes on the tail were plastic. Same with the head, it was plastic. Mm-hmm. So it had a sculpted head, but everything else was plush. And it was the same with the T-Rex and the Velociraptor. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'll have to uh, look into that. Yeah, I do like that we have a variety of this stuff here. Not only do we get T-Rex, but we also get the Allosaurus. We also get the Mosasaurus. We get Blue, of course. But we also get a couple of herbivores beyond just Triceratops. We get, um, let's see, we got two Triceratops figures. We got uh, Stegimaloc, which is the uh, Pachycephalosaurus look-alike dinosaur. Mm. Just a little bit spikier. Yeah, it would have been easy for him just to just to do the Rex, the Raptor, mm-hmm. and maybe maybe one other. Um, but it's just good to see they're doing a wider wider variety of dinosaurs. Um, mm-hmm. It just sort of matches what Fallen Kingdom's looking or shaping up to be is a lot more than just the uh, the Hero Rex and the Hero Raptor on screen again. Mm-hmm. We're going to see a lot more. Yeah. Dr. Malcolm. But that doesn't really carry over into our next little thing we got here is uh, some other reveals from London as well. We got some uh, sort of paleontology kits where you got these little skeletons you can dig up out of some. I'm guessing it's like plaster or something. Mm-hmm. Um, a... um, usually, yeah, they're like a kind of like a um, plaster matrix that was colored to look like stone. Mm, yep. So we got a, a Velociraptor kit here. Uh, it was a three in one kit which has got a a T-Rex, a Triceratops, and a uh, Pterosaur, or a Pterodon. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also a separate... Pteranodon, yeah. Yeah, Pteranodon. There's also a separate uh, T-Rex one that stands... Um, well, it's 40 centimeters long, so that's a big one. Yeah, that's, pretty, that's a pretty decent-sized uh, T-Rex kit. And the, the skeleton itself doesn't look too bad. Like, it'd be a good little thing just to have on display. Mm-hmm. Um, it's good for kids. Yeah, like I've got some of those wooden ones you'll sort of pop the parts out and stick together. Yeah, um, I have one for a Velociraptor. Mm. I remember when I was young, I think it was when Jurassic Park came out, the T-Rex I had actually glowed in the dark. It was out of plastic pieces that glowed in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember seeing those. Yeah. Um, but interestingly, the box art shows like a generic T-Rex, like a generic knockoff uh, Jurassic Park T-Rex. Yeah. Yeah, the box art on these is interesting because you've got um, the Velociraptor one sort of got um, what we believe is the baryonyx in the uh, mm-hmm. underground underground and then bunker. They had the, 
when they had the Jurassic uh, World the exhibition render for the Velociraptor. Yeah, and the baby blue in the bottom corner as I, well. Yeah, in the corner there. Um, which is interesting for that. And then down the frame one kit, you've got the Spinosaur on there from Jurassic Park yeah. 3 with uh, the yeah. T-Rex roaring. And then the uh, the T-Rex kit itself, yeah, as you said, sort of a very generic-looking T-Rex. And on the other side, you got sort of half of that um, that first promotion image we got of the uh, young girl in the museum room. Um, mm-hmm. Which is weird. And as we, okay. as, as we sort of go down to some of the puzzles, they've got... Um, They've actually got written on them rough sample for illustration purposes only, so I wonder if the the other boxes are sort of just uh, licensing and pre-production stuff that might not actually be final images. Yeah, that's what I think. Yep. Because sort of moving down to the puzzles, we've got a thousand-piece puzzle here, which is pretty much just a a whole heap of dinosaurs in a Where's Wally mm-hmm. sort of layout. <laughs> See if you can spot blue in the middle of them. There's also a thousand-piece panorama um, one as well, which is that uh, that fan callback scene from the trailer with the uh, Tyrannosaurus standing on the Carnotaur's head, bellowing, mm-hmm. and uh, Chris and the Drosphere in the bottom corner, um, still showing that lava coming down the mountain behind it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And of course, the logo right there, dead center. Yeah, and that, I actually like this one. Yeah, I think I'm going to actually get this one. This one's a co- pretty cool puzzle. Yep. And being a panorama too is sort of a bit different as well. Yeah. And uh, and lastly, there's a um, there's another one here. It's only 104 piece, so I'm guessing it's for younger younger fans. But um, it's a very generic dinosaur photo. Sort of a lot of non-crash artwork. But hey, we got a green T-Rex back again. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, all that stuff's uh, just been revealed at London, and I can't wait. Uh, I think we're gonna have a really great, um, a really great marketing thing going on with these, mm. with uh, with Fallen Kingdom. You know, a lot like how, I mean, Jurassic World here was okay. It was better than Jurassic Park three, but it wasn't as good as the Kenner days. And the Kenner days were just great. I mean, the Lost Worlds marketing scheme was just incredible. I mean, they slapped that uh, logo on everything, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I seen last night on one of the uh, Jurassic groups, someone had a um, a whole heap of uh, Lost World party supplies they just found in their shed, all still wrapped up. <laughs> party supplies is the easy one. I'm pretty sure there was party supplies for Jurassic World as well, but just having that wide range of stuff to mm-hmm. pick and choose from. Oh, oh were there party supplies for Jurassic World? <laughs> plate <laughs> The Indominus Rex on a paper plate, paper party plate got leaked, and oh my god, did, Lud- did Twitter uh, fandom lose its shit? Well, yeah, that was that was where it was first sort of seen, wasn't it? Yeah. Because at that point it was D-Rex. We'd seen D-Rex written on the back of uh, a set in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Ah, those are the old days. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Malcolm downstairs. Alright, uh, anything else you want to bring up on them before we get into Minute 81? No, I think we're good. Alright. As we entered Minute 80 of the Lost World, Carter had woken and began to scream. Hunters running everywhere, 
and the Tyrannosaur lifting its head, taking the tent with it. As we enter minute 81, hunters continue to run everywhere, and the Tyrannosaur throws the tent free of its head, knocking over a tree of its tail, and roars. At 80 minutes and 7 seconds, Ian drops down behind the log he'll stand in front of, as hunters leap over it, running away from the Tyrannosaur. At 80 minutes and 16 seconds, Roland runs up the creek towards the Tyrannosaur's gun in hand. A group of hunters stop dead in their tracks as a female approaches from the opposite direction, causing them to turn and run down the creek bed. At 80 minutes and 20 seconds, Roland raises his gun to fire, but there's a click. He opens the breech and pulls out the shells to discover the bullets have been tampered with, and swears to them, bastard. At 80 minutes and 28 seconds, we cut to the hunters running down a ravine. The female Tyrannosaur looks in their direction and gives chase. At 80 minutes and 48 seconds, as the hunters push their way down the ravine, Carter trips and falls into a large puddle. Other hunters run past him, ignoring him, and some even step on his back. At 80 minutes and 50 seconds, he turns and looks up and screams as the Tyrannosaur foot comes pounding down, killing him. At 80 minutes and 58 seconds, as we cut away from Carter's body floating in a puddle, we get a large warning label, pine needles on top. Veterinary tranquilizers contains concentrated nerve agents. And this ends minute 81 of The Lost World. So as we sort of ended last minute, we had uh, Carter wake up and start screaming and have answers running everywhere. And uh, here we got the uh, Tyrannosaur sort of lift its head up with the uh, tent still on it which is a nice little gag, and it's also good here too, you see a lot of the hunters running around carrying the uh, the Maxis torches that Ellie had in Jurassic Park. Um, yeah. Which I thought was a good little call back there, even if it's just they went back to the same prop store. <laughs> I've always wanted one, and they are super expensive. Yeah, yep. I've had an eBay you know, search I mean, on one <laughs> for a while. But... I mean, they're so good, they have an external battery pack. Yeah, yeah. And that's how... That's how big the Maxabeam flashlight is. It's just huge and powerful and like the best flashlight I've ever seen. I've always wanted one. Yeah. And the last one I've seen on um, on eBay, it actually come in its Pelican case and I think it was just over a thousand dollars. I don't have that kind of money when I can just go down to Lowe's and buy a less obsolete flashlight. Yeah. Yep. If I had an explorer to put it in the back of, maybe. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, it's it's great. We see and we see Roland's got one a little bit later here as well. But um, the T Rex sort of the male sort of shakes its head a bit, confused. The tent stuck on top of its head, and uh, mm-hmm. Malcolm takes this opportunity to duck down behind the the log he was standing behind when um, mm-hmm. when he first sees it. Oh, just kind of run over him. Yeah, yeah. Then he just goes and kind of crawls into a patch of, um, like, weeds, I guess you'd call them. Mm. He, call, he crawls through the logs and just goes through it. He just kind of crawls into the underbrush. Exit stage left. Yep. <laughs> um, and we get a cut here, too, of Nick sort of guiding Sarah and Kelly away from the tent where they just were. Um, mm-hmm. Which is a, a good little sort of geographical thing here. You can sort of see where we are in the area. Um, you can see it sort of Nick's grabbed them and started running down the creek as well. And uh, Ian sort of ran off to the side, so he's not following the main group that's uh, running back mm-hmm. down the stream. Uh, then we cut back to the creek bed, and uh, Roland starts running towards the camera with his gun in hand, um, while everyone's running the opposite direction. And uh, 
cue the female entrance. entrance. Mm-hmm. She comes in and assesses what's going on and roars at him. Yeah. I always like that um, shot of her coming into the camp. It's on the back of the VHS, and I always just adore the shot. Mm. And um, you can just see how big and massive her head is compared to just all the tiny little morsels running around here. <laughs> then, of course, behind her, you can see why this location is called the Ridge. You can see the ridge of the island in the background. I think that's supposed to be a matte painting mm. of Ridge. Yeah, and the the male's doing something too. He, he spends a lot of time with his head down. I don't know if he was able to catch a hunter at some point. I don't point, know either. I think he's just kind of sniffing around at the tent still. Well, yeah, the jacket would still be there, so maybe that's what... Because even when, um, in a minute, when Roland gets a chance to fire at the um, the male, he's still sort of got his head to the ground, but... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's all, it's also a bit of a oh, crap moment too, because we... We've seen the footsteps coming up. We've seen that in Jurassic Park when the Rex was coming. We assumed it was only the one Rex. Um, and here the female comes out and has gone, oh, crap, it's both of them again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Double trouble. But uh, <laughs> Roland lifts his gun up and goes to fire, but there's only a click, which uh, mm-hmm. he wasn't expecting. Empty clicks. Yeah. Which, that's not how bullets work. <laughs> The primers, the primers should still fire. Like if they'll, if Nick had a set of shells, empty ones to put in there, then yes. But as far mm-hmm. as we know, he only took the bullets out and tipped the gunpowder out. So there should still be a, a pop from the primers. But movie nitpick, um, he pulls the shells out, looks at him, and sort of swears bastard at Nick. <laughs> he knows exactly mm-hmm. what Nick's done here, and it's sort of an interesting thing here too because people put this on the list of what Nick does to kill everyone. Um, yeah. Even if Which is true, it kind of does. Yeah, but even if Roland did get a shot off at the female here, the male's still there. He'd have to reload. Yeah, but, yeah no, it's a double barrel, so he'd, yeah. he'd be able to shoot both. If one bullet done the job, he wouldn't need two. Yeah, that is true. I mean, these are some thick-skulled animals, and I mean, they're elephant slugs, and they're made to just destroy an elephant's skull. Yeah, yeah. But, I don't think I don't think it's ever been tested what an elephant slug can do to a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. Nobody, nobody what? Not yet, anyway. <laughs> no, nobody's ever uh, thought it practical. No, at least not scientists. So to find out what happens if you were to shoot a T Rex in the head. Yeah, and I suppose the other thing is too. This is the female here that does go after everyone, so mm-hmm. it would have stopped that. But. Um... Burke, we needed another death. Burke needed to go, and Carter. So, um, yeah. But we cut to the uh, the hunters running down that ravine or down that path, mm-hmm. um, and the female following close behind. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of interesting how the ravine is set up because it almost like curves into it. You know, mm. when you see the T Rex enter, you can see her enter from the side and then curve into the ravine. So it's not a straight shot ravine. It almost like curves around. Yeah, well, I always seen it as sort of a like a watercourse that come down off a mountain into the stream they all camped in. Um, mm-hmm. They're sort of running along the stream, which is wide and open. They've come across this small little anna branch and thought they could go up there where it's a bit smaller and maybe the wrecks wouldn't follow. But 
Of course it does, and the hunters are firing shots in the air, which is probably luring mm-hmm. it more than scaring it off. Scaring it off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now the interesting thing about this ravine is it's. Oh, the way that this movie shot is shot makes it look a lot more narrow than it actually is. I mean, if you look at the set and uh, video and footage, which there's very little of, disappointingly, you can you'll notice that. I mean, this is very wide. It's it's a lot wider than it looks, and it could definitely fit a T Rex down there. Yeah, well, you that's imagine you wouldn't imagine them be able to fit a T Rex the way that this uh, the way that it's shot with the, such a tight claustrophobic view mm. but it definitely could and i'll post some pictures up on social media when this minute goes live yeah yeah well that's because i remember i seen one behind the scenes not too long ago where sort of here where we're following the hunters either from the front or the back it's really well, it's not single file but they're not really spread out too wide um and it's always from directly in front or directly behind where in the mm-hmm. behind the scenes stuff you can sort of see back um, like a crane shot following them sideways, and there's actually hunters running through the foliage, jumping over large rocks and that as well. And, yeah. Um, it's Just some... in a, kind of a vain attempt to get out of the way and hide. Yeah. You know? And, of course, with a big cardboard T-Rex head on a stick chasing them, <laughs> <laughs> which is always fun to see. Um, yeah. Um but we cut to uh, we see Sarah running amongst the hunters, so we sort of know they're all tied up in the same group as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and interestingly, you can see the waterfall that they're about to hide in ahead of them. They look like they're about to pass it in a way. Yeah, it's almost like there's two separate groups. There's one group further ahead that Carter's with that um, mm-hmm. we see in a minute, and then yeah, so I'm guessing it's just they've done a couple of passes of this same same set before they finally. Uh, I- Undoubtedly, I mean, because there's such little footage and, and images, especially of this set, which disappoints me because I love the ravine chase. <laughs> um, but you just you can't tell how big it was. You know, you can't tell where it stops, where it ends. There's really little, very little documentation of this set, which saddens me. Yeah, well, it only seems about 100 metres long because we got this waterfall here that's in two separate shots and sort of as the the, the ravine sort of turns away from the waterfall as the hunters mm-hmm. run past it both times. Um, and we don't see any, anything past that, so... Um, no, it looks like... I mean, there's the waterfall here. The T-Rex roars. We see, the, we see Burke and then shots to Sarah and Kelly. Mm. And, and then a hunter shooting at it. And then they pass the waterfall... And go and kind of just uh, go into this uh, creek that uh, is running off from the waterfall. Burke trips and then the T-Rex steps on him, and then they continue the chase. Yeah, but it's really back back where the chase started because then we got Sarah and that run up and they go into the waterfall then. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I just love how we got the second group here sort of follow up behind close to the Rex, and you can see Burke's long hair whipping back and forth, <laughs> sort of points him out um and we still got nick guiding sarah and kelly as they're running through the group um but we cut back to the hunters running and firing their weapons in the air um again still i think it's luring the t-rex and not scaring it off mm-hmm. um and they run through a deep puddle here and splash a bit and continue running but carter trips and falls landing in the puddle and uh as the group sort of step over him and keep on running 
He uh, mm-hmm. he turns around and screams at the approaching Rex as the uh, foot comes down, the right foot. Now, either Burke changed size here or the T-Rex did because, I mean, if you look at the T-Rex foot, it's probably, I don't know, around three, maybe three and a half, four at the most feet across. Burke's not that short. Burke is not nearly that short. And so his entire uh, body from head to toe is enveloped by this T-Rex foot. Carter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, and that's sort of... Yeah, I remember there's there's a couple of shots too behind the scenes of actually having the puppet stuck to the the Rex's foot. Um, But it's sort of... The group continues and runs on and um, the Rex follows and we get two footsteps with uh, the body getting slammed down before it finally comes away. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Rex got rid of that bit of gum it found on the street. (laughs) Yeah, that's about what it, it, you compare it to. Yeah. And I can't tell if it's... I mean, because Carter's definitely dead after this. I mean, that's nine tons stepping on him. Yeah. He's crushed everything, and his body's crushed. Organs, bone, brains. Everything's just splattered inside that body. Yeah. But it's so interesting that you can either see the either the body kind of breathing or just kind of sort of bobbing there in the water. Yeah, well, it's a, the second step, it sort of lands back in another puddle as well, and that's where it comes away and sort of just, yeah, just sort of moves with the water rippling um, as the Rex foot comes away and keeps on going. But mm-hmm. um, Yeah, there's no doubt. And there's just another sort of real gruesome death to a character that didn't really deserve it. <laughs> it's like going back to Eddie again, being pulled in half. It's just... <laughs> Spielberg's pulling the uh, the death the death count out for this one. Yeah, I mean, there's really dark humor in a way because I mean, sure, it's funny to look at that. Oh, this guy got stuck to the bottom of the T-Rex's foot like gum. Oh, that's funny. But when you really start thinking about it, that is like a horrible way to go. I mean, you're, I mean, it's like being stuck in a giant press with nine tons of pressure coming down at you, just smashing you into pieces. Yeah, and even if the even if the Rex sort of seen Carter and stopped um, still put its foot down on him and sort of held him, used it to hold him there he's in a large puddle mm-hmm. so it would have pushed him underwater and he would have would have been drowning mm-hmm. so it's still it's a, yeah, not a good way to go now something I've seen come up as a complaint about this scene though is that the T-Rex can run 35 miles an hour the fastest human Usain Bolt can run 22. Yeah. And so there, everybody's always wondering, why is it that the T-Rex can't just outrun them and and um, just gobble them up, essentially? Mm-hmm. And especially because they're sort of running as a group and they're not, they're not going that fast. Yeah, they're not. Um, especially like... Well, my idea is always that it's been that... The, Ravine was tidy, just tight enough that the T-Rex couldn't run freely in a top speed. So she's just pretty much fast walking, you mm. know? Yeah, and we sort of see a couple of times it sort of zigzags left to right a little bit, so... Um, yeah. It could also be that she's sort of starting to get the... Uh, she can start to smell the raptors, maybe, and unsure of the area, but... Yeah, because that's coming up next, the raptor territory. Yeah, yeah. Like, if the wind's blowing the right way, she could be getting a bit of a scent of them, but... Mm-hmm. Not not to be too worried, but just she knows that they're there. But um, yeah, as as the hunters continue to run, it's odd because we there's one hunter that sort of 
seems to turn and fire directly at the animal's head as he sort of runs backwards. But uh, fires a couple of shots off and turns around keeps on running with the rest of them again, so... Mm-hmm. Um, we don't see any wounds on her later on, but... Um, no. And then we cut to a shot of a large warning label on the screen. Um, mm-hmm. Veterinary tranquilizers contains concentrated nerve agent. Use extreme caution. Um, now, a great bit of continuity about this shot I, is the pine needles. There's yeah. not a single pine tree to be found in in the, in the past ten minute or not how many? Um, like in the past ten miles, right? Mm. And so, <clears throat> but there's still pine needles stuck on the tranquilizer gun. So I think there's a great bit of continuity there. Spielberg said. Oh, wait, they were just in the Redwoods. Throw some pine needles on that. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good little thing. They've, they've recovered this um, rifle from the uh, from the hunter's camp and mm-hmm. um, and brought it with them, thinking they might need it still. Um, there's a second warning we get to after under this lid, but uh, that's that's for uh, 82 on Thursday. Um, mm. And we'll see what the, uh, what the warning label means. But uh, mm-hmm. anything else on 81... Dave. No, I think we're good. Alright. Alright guys, let's get the hell out of here. Contact details are on the website, thelostworldminute.com. You can email feedback to thelostworldminute at gmail.com, Facebook, The Lost World Minute, Twitter at The Lost World Minute, and Instagram, The Lost World Minute. Easy to remember. Yeah, yep, yeah, very easy to remember. Right. <laughs> uh, David, thank you for joining me for this recording. And uh, we'll be back. I've been Brad. I'm Dave. And uh, we'll talk to you all later. It is absolutely imperative that we work with the Costa Rican Department of Biological Preserves to establish a set of rules for the preservation and isolation of that island. These creatures require our absence to survive, not our help. And if we could only step aside and trust in nature, life will find a way.